Chapter 2, Ancestry When Peachy stuttered, was that you? She expected Sarah would reply, hell no. How could I lift a freaking bus? But given her physical state, and the canny resemblance of the woman on the news, she just sat in shock with her mouth wide open. She couldn't imagine what could explain what she'd just witnessed on the television, but was eager to find out. Peachy slowly reached down and grabbed the drink beside her. I'm going to need this, right? Sarah didn't answer her. Instead, she quietly walked over to a closet at the far side of the room, reached in, and grabbed a large old book. Peachy attentively watched as she sipped her drink. When Sarah returned with the weathered book, she placed it on a table between them. Have you ever read the Bible? Now why would I do a silly thing like that? With a scolding expression, Sarah opened the Bible to the book of Judges and revealed her secret. I'm the descendant of Samson and Delilah. The man with the long hair and extraordinary strength. Sarah slowly nodded yes. She had never shared this part of her life with anyone. The mystery behind her lineage was sacred, but Peachy was the manager of her club, and over the years, they'd grown close. The two had been through a lot together. Sadly, Peachy was Sarah's only ally, and with no one else to talk to, Sarah trusted she could share this secret too. Peachy moved to the edge of her chair. Why haven't you told me before now? Avoiding Peachy's prying stare, Sarah began explaining. Over the years, people have exploited my kind. Everyone in my family doesn't have the special gene, as we call it, but those that do have to be extra careful. In the 12th century, members of my bloodline served as Templar Knights, and not by choice. My people are elite warriors, with Sanson's strength and rage mixed with Delilah's cunning wit. During the Salem Witch Trials, they said our strength was demonic possession. As a result, they mercilessly hunted us down. Many were found guilty and burnt to stakes. Throughout history, members of my bloodline have been strong men at carnivals, serial killers, madams, grifters, war heroes, high-level CEOs, and gang leaders. The last thing I wanted was a featured spot in a newspaper, or worse, flashed across a news broadcast. All I've ever wanted was to live a low-key, typical life. Peachy scratched her head. She was afraid to tell Sarah there was nothing typical about her life. Hell, she owned the famous Forrester Hotel. But she was also ashamed she didn't know the full story of Samson and Delilah. So she sat with a puzzled look on her face. Let me guess, you don't know the story, do you? Slightly embarrassed, Peachy shook her head. It didn't come as a surprise Peachy had never read the Bible or knew the story of Samson and Delilah. For God's sake, she was a stripper who drank too much and sometimes did drugs. Sarah grabbed the weathered old Bible from the table and placed it on her lap. Here's the short of it. Thousands of years ago, an angel came to Samson's mother, who couldn't conceive a child. The angel promised the woman she would give birth to a male child with extraordinary strength. Not long after, the woman gave birth to Samson. As dutiful parents, Samson's mother and father raised him as a Nazarite. The Nazarites were an elite band of warriors who lived by strict religious laws, such as avoiding alcohol, never cutting their hair, only consuming certain foods, and a bunch of other restrictions. By the time Samson reached his teenage years, he was frustrated with the lifestyle and the strict rules. His frustration turned into anger and then progressed into an uncontrollable rage. Many told his parents he was going through a rebellious stage and would grow out of it, 
but Samson's behavior was much more than that. His appetite for women, ambition, power, and resentment grew. Barely reaching manhood, Samson set off in search of fulfillment. He headed to the big city. You know the Bible is full of riddles and metaphors, right? Peachy didn't know how to answer the question. So, she just sat there with her hands folded, patiently waiting for the rest of the story. Sarah realized she shouldn't have asked the question in the first place. Her mission was to tell her story, not make Peachy feel dumb. She pointed down to the passage about Samson and the lion. Here's the biblical account. While on the route to the city, Samson encountered a lion. They both took a fighting position. As the battle ensued, Samson ripped the beast apart with his bare hands. Sarah looked over at Peachy to see if she was still following along. Engrossed in the story, Peachy began waving her hands while yelling, Continue. Sarah was shocked that part of the story didn't freak Peachy out, but she took a deep breath and continued with the biblical saga. Shortly after his fight with the lion, he made it to the city. Although raised in the Nazarite discipline, Samson was an Israelite. As an Israelite, he couldn't enter Philistine lands. It was the law, but the hustle and bustle of the town immediately captivated him. So, he snuck in. He wasn't there long before a beautiful lady got his attention. Without thinking of the consequences, he began a relationship with the woman. The relationship got hot and heavy fast. Wasting no time, Samson decided to marry her. He rushed home to inform his parents that he'd found the woman of his dreams and wanted to marry, but he knew there was a catch. The woman was a Philistine. To his dismay, his parents immediately opposed the union. His mother cried. You can't marry a Philistine woman. Finally, giving in to defeat and unable to persuade his parents to his way of thinking, he left to return to the city without their approval. On his way back, he came upon the lion he'd killed. Honeybees had infested the animal's dead carcass and built a sizable honeycomb. Samson couldn't resist, he reached inside the remains, grabbed a handful of honey, and ate it. That part even sent chills down Sarah's back. She paused and looked over at Peachy. You see that's why I don't read the Bible. Sarah smirked and continued telling the story. Once back in the city, Samson quickly started preparing wedding. Like his parents, her family wasn't overjoyed about the union either but her father didn't stop it. Unlike today, weddings were an all-weekend event filled with rituals and feasts. During one of the events, Samson arrogantly challenged the guest to a riddle. He spouted, What is sweet to eat and comes from meat? He was positive no one would ever guess the answer. To up the challenge, he offered thirty robes as a reward, one robe for each man at the dinner. I bet in those times that was a good reward. Sarah was puzzled. Throughout the story, Peachy sat quietly but the first mention of something worth monetary value, and now she had feedback. Yeah, that was a big prize for those times, but he couldn't afford to make the offer. Answers to the riddle filled the room, but none were correct. With a smug look, Samson confidently retreated to a small room with his bride. He was certain no one would ever guess the answer. He laughed as he told the men they had until the end of the week. The men struggled to answer the riddle, but it was too hard. Not willing to give up, they came up with another plan instead. Greed and desperation took over as the last wedding feast got underway. 
The men demanded the bride tell them the answer to the mystery riddle, but she didn't know it. Yet, nothing would stand in the way of the men wearing their new robes, so they coerced her into prying it out of Samson. Not knowing what the men would do, and scared to death, she pleaded with Samson to reveal the answer to the riddle. Unaware of the underhanded plot, Samson laughed and taunted her, until she began to cry. He realized she wanted to know the riddle's answer. He didn't know why, but he quickly told her the story of the lion. The next day, one of the men jumped to his feet and yelled out the answer. Samson was shocked. There was only one way they could have figured out the riddle. Immediately, he knew, without a doubt, who had betrayed him. The men erupted in laughter and demanded their new robes. Being a man of his word, Samson set out to steal the garments to satisfy the debt. He left the feast furious and headed to the neighboring village. In an uncontrollable rage, he killed, stripping his victims of their robes. When Samson returned with the garments, word of his deplorable behavior beat him there. The bride's family was mortified and quickly had the marriage annulled. Death was the only penalty for his despicable crime, but Samson left the city before being captured. Sarah waited for Peachy to say something, but she sat quietly, hanging on to her every word. So, she cleared her throat and continued. Samson went on a warpath like no other, burning and killing everything in sight. Hordes of Philistine men joined forces to capture him, but his rage had grown to an all-time high. He was unstoppable. Finally, when he calmed down, he went looking for refuge. He wandered into the land of Judah, but officials held him as a fugitive. Knowing the stories of his legendary strength, they quickly bound him with ropes and chains. However, mere restraints couldn't hold Samson. He was able to free himself and fled home. Back in the safety of his homeland, he became a judge. Peachy clapped as if it was a happy ending. That's not the end of the story, and a judge doesn't mean what you think. A judge in Samson's time was equal to the head of a militia or outlaw. Embarrassed once again, Peachy motioned Sarah to continue. He served as a judge for over 20 years. What happened to Delilah? You haven't mentioned her yet. I'm getting to her. As a judge, he traveled far and wide, protecting his homeland and people. Along the journey, he met Delilah. Sarah stopped and cleared her throat. Don't stop now, I can tell you're getting to the good part. Some say Delilah was a prostitute. What did you say? I don't think I heard you correctly. Stop joking around. You heard what I said. So, the apple didn't fall far from the tree, hmm? I don't sleep with men for money, that's your side hustle. Whatever. Just finish the story. Upon meeting Delilah, Samson quickly fell in love with her, but there was a problem. She was also a Philistine woman, and they were still hunting him. Yet again, and against better judgment, Samson went full steam ahead and moved in with Delilah. Word quickly spread that Samson was back, and the plot to kill him was back on. They'd learned how he'd escaped from the land of Judah and didn't know how to overcome his strength. So, they did the next best thing. They approached Delilah with money in hand. But she didn't know how to capture him either. They told her to look for a weakness. Although Peachy was learning about factors that motivated Sarah, Sarah wasn't under any delusions about Peachy. She knew Peachy was a gold-digging backstabber. 
Sarah hoped this part of the story would serve as a teachable moment. Peachy needed to learn to be careful who she crossed. Some say Delilah never loved Samson, and that she took the money to save her people. Others argue she was nothing more than a prostitute that wanted the money. Peachy, your actions have consequences. I know that. Are you telling me you regret saving the people on the bus? Sarah realized her warning had fallen on deaf ears. So, she continued telling the story. The night of the betrayal, Samson laid his head on Delilah's lap. When asked why he was so strong, he answered willingly. The source of my strength is in my uncut hair. Why in the hell did he tell her that? The same reason why men flock to the 13th floor. Just then, Sarah realized the 13th floor could help her current predicament. She couldn't stop people from talking about the woman who lifted a bus, but she could sidetrack the men of the city's thoughts. Sarah quickly instructed Peachy to send the special code out for Saturday night. The special code was like a beacon summoning select horny men from miles around. Using their smartphones, the men entered the third elevator. Once the elevator doors closed, a scanner would detect the hidden code and proceed to the 13th floor. It was the only way to reach the unofficial brothel. Peachy was puzzled. Usually, special code nights were planned, most times, weeks or even months in advance. She knew Sarah had something up her sleeve. With that out the way, Sarah continued telling the biblical tale. After Samson revealed the source of his strength, he dozed off. Delilah checked, ensuring he was fast asleep, before she grabbed a pair of scissors, cut his hair, and let the awaiting men rush in. Samson awoke to men standing over him. Before he knew it, they had tied him up and begun gouging out his eyes. What did he say to Delilah? Girl, this isn't a soap opera. They were gouging out his eyes. He was probably screaming his head off. But, to answer your question, Delilah disappears from the story. She probably took the money and ran. As if scolded, Peachy frowned. The men enslaved, beat, and worked Samson like an animal. The Bible uses the word grinding, which some have interpreted to mean having sex. In other words, they think he was studded out to create giants. Goliath is one name tossed about. Remember, I told you the Bible uses a lot of metaphors. The word before grinding is wheat in the text. How they got giants from that is anyone's guess. Nevertheless, as time ticked on, Samson's hair grew, restoring his strength with each passing day, but no one realized it. The upcoming festival was at the center of everyone's attention. When the annual feast arrived, they dragged Samson out of the dungeon and tied him to a stone column. They wanted to show off their blind powerless giant. He didn't struggle. Instead, he looked to the heavens and prayed for one last ounce of strength. He placed his hands on the temple walls and began to push. The Lord answered Samson's prayer. The building shook as small pieces of stone fell. People scattered for their lives, but it was too late. The building collapsed, killing all, including Samson. For a few minutes, Peachy sat motionless with a stunned expression. And you have the power of Samson. That explains how you were able to lift a freaking bus. I told you this story so that you could understand me better. Some biblical scholars would argue that everything happened as the Lord planned, while others say the Lord has given us free will. Whatever side of the coin you fall on, one thing is for sure, 
the figures in the Bible produce a race of people torn between good and evil. After hearing the story, Peachy saw Sarah through a new set of eyes. Whether the view was good, bad, or indifferent was yet to be seen. But at the moment, all Peachy wanted to do was ease Sarah's mind. You don't have anything to worry about. I don't think people will guess the mystery woman is you. There are a lot of women with dreadlocks in the city. Plus, the broadcast didn't show your face. Sarah half-heartedly smiled. She wasn't sure Peachy was correct, but hoped she was.